Welcome back to the program. I want to remind you we have our motorcycle poker run coming up benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. Sunday, September 4th, and pre-registration continues to grow. And uh, hopefully if you uh, are a motorcyclist and you're going to join us, sign up because there's some great pre-register. For only for those who pre-register, there's four particular prize packages. So normally you get like a T-shirt or something like that rather than Going through all of that, hook them, you know, rig them a roll. We're going to go ahead and give you away uh, some really cool packages uh, and a drawing right there the day of for four different particular packages. One is a Bucks uh, package, one is a Brewers package, one is a Badgers uh, football tailgate package, and another one is uh, races at Road America as well. So get pre-registered. Go to uh, Facebook.com/slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. All the information is right there. Or if you want to go, just sign right up. Go to FisherHouseWI.org and the events page, and you'll find uh, the Big Unit Poker Run. You'll go to the link that just says register now. So you can do it either way. F- uh, FisherHouseWI.com or dot org. Excuse me. FisherHouseWI.org. Go to the events page. You can find it there. But uh, either way, get signed up as we are now uh, starting to uh, head down the stretch run of this thing as we're about a month and a week away from uh, from getting underway our 15th annual motorcycle poker run. So some really, really good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Uh, our good buddy Mike Clemens uh, is going to be covering again with us uh, for the entire season and going to be covering the Green Bay Packers all season long for us as per usual. And uh, joining us now uh, on the line up there in uh, in Green Bay. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. About 17 miles south of Green Bay, headed to Lambeau, and we've got the shareholders meeting happening today inside Lambeau. So there'll probably be maybe eight to 10,000 fans, shareholders there, and Mark Murphy and the board of directors will talk about their financial performance in the past year. Orange Cones, I'm reporting, about 15 miles south <laughs> of the stadium. <laughs> you know, they're doing the summer road repairs, so... You know, allow extra time if you're headed up here. So, Mike, you and I have talked about what's not being said quite a bit. And what's not being said is, oh, Bakhtiari, he's going to be fine. He's going to be ready to go. And we kept talking about it. And it was put off. It was poo-pooed. Don't worry about it. And now it comes to fruition that, sure enough, he's not ready to go. So give me your thoughts first and foremost. Well, a week ago, you asked me this question on the air. We were kind of going through the list of guys that are coming back from injuries. Uh, and that the number one question mark on your offensive line is is David Bakhtiari. And you said, do you think he'll be ready next week for practice? And I said 50-50. I did not have a good feeling about it. I know folks that cover this team every day in the media, um, it seemed like a majority of them said, well, you know, according to Lafleur, you know, gosh, he, he did play in that game, that half against Detroit. Uh, and, you know, things have been positive. And I... I didn't understand that analysis, and here's why. Um, a year ago at this time, Bill, we saw David Bakhtiari jumping up and down and doing drills with the trainer, uh, high-stepping, uh, jumping over things. He actually put on a helmet, took a few snaps. I think it was during camp or maybe in September. You know, the, the very first day he did that, I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter and showed people, all right, David's working through some of these things a day or two later than he wasn't on the field. And then by October, they pretty much admitted there had been a setback and he had to go in for some cleanup surgery. You know, he had suffers the torn ACL on new year's Eve 
getting ready for a game back in 2020. And to me, it just seems like David probably was working it too hard. And, uh, and then they had to go in and do that second surgery in October. They, you know, he really didn't want to play that Lions game. He told us the one time we got to talk to him that week that it was Aaron Rodgers that nudged him and said, you should get some snaps into Detroit so you can get ready for the playoffs. Well, he played that half in Detroit. He didn't play in the first game. And then, you know, in January, he tells Aaron Negler, yeah, for 15 of the 17 weeks, they were draining my knee. And, you know, when you're coming back from ACL, you had that knee injury, you know, in college. If you, if you think you've rested up, you think you're ready to try it out, you go on the field, you participate, you know, partially in a practice that where you really can tell is the next day when you wake up. Did the knee respond with some inflammation? Maybe it needs to be drained? Or, you know, can you? how do you feel the next 48 hours? And obviously he's still not there yet. And the thing that made me feel negative about this was that last thing that Brian Gutekind said regarding Bakhtiari six, seven weeks ago when he said, you know, we got to be prepared for whatever happens. So to me, the general manager's feeling that he was getting from the physician was – it's 50-50 right now. And the other thing is, as I said a year ago this time, you'd see David working out during practice, high-stepping and rehabbing. He didn't touch the field. I went to every OTA, every minicamp practice this spring, Bill. And while others in the rehab group were over there on the, on the traction machines, he was just walking around, not participating, not doing any high-stepping drills. They were They were totally in... Let's let this thing heal first and see how it goes. So anything can happen. Maybe he start, he's back in a week. Maybe he misses camp. Maybe he's back in two years. Maybe it's career ending. Mm-hmm. It's, it's day to day, and it's up to his knee and the doctors to determine where they're going to be able to go from here. Um, so now I, I guess the next question is because, you know, you wonder about where David Bakhtiari is actually going to be at some point, so we understand that, but – now what what do you do? The offensive line, Elton Jenkins is not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. We know that. He may not be ready until the end of October. Who knows? Or at all, uh, depending you know, watching what David Bakhtiari went through. So now the next question is, is it, uh, you would assume Yash Nyman going to be your left tackle. So how does this affect the depth on the offensive line? And the next question is, do you see them, like I think they might pick up a veteran before it's all said and done? They could. They could pick up a veteran because, to me, um, after Yash takes the left tackle position, to me it's wide open at right tackle. And they talked about some depth charts have got Cole Van Lannan lining up at that position. Uh, and I, that, uh, you know, that I need to, I'm from Missouri on that one, Bill. You got to show me because, you know, he was pretty much a practice squad kid last year. Uh, smart football player out of Wisconsin from Ashwaubenon but he needed to develop more in terms of his body. I, he took some of those snaps at right tackle with some of the first team when Jordan Love was out there. But I, I think that's a huge question mark with, you know, with Billy going to, to the Denver Broncos, back to them, they don't have that veteran guy right now that could step in there. I think they're solid at guard with John Runyon and Royce Newman and some of the other backups that they've got, and I think some of these rookies are, are great. 
But, you know, right tackle right now is a question mark and an, an open competition between now and when they play the Vikings, if and when Bakhtiari can come back. Sean Ryan, uh, a guy you had mentioned, uh, you know, I know that when I talked to Wayne Larry, he might be more ready to uh, step into a, a right tackle situation than anybody. Do you? And again, you're relying on a rookie, a guy that's going from a, a guard, a left guard position to a right tackle position. Do you see them making that uh, change and putting a rookie in there right away, Mike? Sure, I'm sure Luke Buckus has, you know, has talked about what he has seen in the classroom, in the adjustments, in some of these limited drills that they've had this spring to Lafleur. Lafleur will have these guys in helmets and shorts for the first three or four days, starting this Wednesday. Then next week, when they put on the pads, right, you know, right away, man, they will they will line him up against maybe Rashawn Gary, you know, Preston Smith, and see what some of these kids can do. On the one-on-ones, once upon a time, there was a fourth-round pick who Clay Matthews could not get around, and that's how David Bakhtiari won the job as a rookie out of the gate. And then so you got some of these other guys on the PUP. You mentioned Elton, Elton Jenkins. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do much rehabbing either. As a matter of fact, I even saw him kind of limping around during one of the minicamp sessions. Uh, but so, you know, he's – what did he get hurt in November last year with the ACL? Uh, uh, Kylan Hill, the running back, another ACL guy. Well, they'll, they'll be coming later in the fall. And then Robert Tunyon on that on that list that came out Friday night from Field Yates. And by the way, Field Yates from ESPN, I, you know, I learned about where he get his information is solid. He's he's ticking off NFL <laughs> coaches and teams, man, because that stuff that he gets when it comes to the PUP and some of the transactions, he's got an excellent source. And you could take it to the bank. And he was the one that put out that list of the nine Packers on the PUP Friday night. And then Domofsky, you know, must have got it from the Bakhtiari camp that you could put David in there as well, that he did not pass his physical. He will not be on the field this Wednesday to get started. But Robert Tunyon, uh, you know, that was another one. Oh, 50-50, maybe he's back, but not. Although you've seen Tunyon, though, doing the rehab, doing the exercises, he's made a lot of progress. I feel good at some point Tunyon is going to be able to be active during training camp. Mike, uh, before I let you go, I got to ask you the uh, the viral video that came out over the weekend during the uh, during the game after the rain delay when AJ Dillon goes to do the Lambo leap. G- I, give me your thoughts on that because uh, there has been a lot of reaction to that. Yeah, so it's the soccer game that they've got Saturday night, which, by the way, you know, Mark Daniels pointed out. God, they sold over 78,000 tickets to this thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a Packer home game almost has that much, you know, just a little under set. That's the average. So big crowd, but we knew that the storms were coming. Sorry about the parrot heads and you guys getting canceled down in the <laughs> Alpine Valley. So, you know, the game is going on. And, you know, what, what happened before that, they had a rain delay, and some naked guy went running on the field. You know, and I, you know, Ebo really needs to get some help. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A naked guy ran onto the field and security had to wrap him up. And then during the rain delay, AJ Dillon, you know, this guy, he's everywhere when it comes to community and interacting with fans. I, I, I can't think of a player that's been more social and fan friendly than the way AJ Dillon has been the 
he's at that game, and he's got a Manchester, red Manchester uh, jersey on. And so during the delay, somebody says to him, hey, why don't you go out there and, you know, liven up the fans, maybe do a Lambo leap or something. So he goes down the tunnel, and he's down there in the south end zone, same spot where Roy invented it, you know, 30 years ago. And he's pointing to the fans, hey, how about I do a Lambo leap? And these two security guys, one is, is an officer, they think they've got some nut on the field. Like, where did he come from? And they, they grab him, and they start to question him. It happens just in a matter of seconds, but one guy got kind of pushy with them. One of the security guys got kind of pushy with A.J. Dillon after A.J. probably identified himself. No, I'm A.J. Dillon from the Packers. Can I just do a Lambo leap here? Well, okay, and he kind of pushes and shoves him. And I put that up on my uh, Twitter account because a fan, you know, had the video of it. And then he went and did the Lambo leap. But, you know, it's like... The cops, they can't win. You know, everything they do is on videotape. But he, he probably could have been a little bit, the, the, the officer could have been a little bit more congenial, handing whoever that was that uh, mm-hmm. had come out to, to, to be with the fans. So little, an awkward moment for a couple of moments, to be sure. Mike, good stuff. Enjoy the shareholders meeting, and then uh, we will talk again. I'll talk to you later today because I'm thinking that we might be up there for the broadcast for the start of training camp on Wednesday, but we'll work out the details. All right. Okay. Well, I know some buddies in the media that are looking forward to getting together with you and, you know, go out and carve up some steaks. I, have you got a question for Murphy? Because I'm going to be able to talk to Mark. Because the profits are great. They really bounced back last year, and title Thomas is fantastic as an outside revenue source. Just ask the Chicago Bears, man. They've got envy for what Green Bay is doing. That's why they mm-hmm. want to get out of the downtown. Here's my number one question for Mark. All right, all this other stuff you got going with Titletown is great. What are you going to do about game day parking for fans, right? Right. So, I mean, you know, they got the grassy fields. They got all the activities in the parking lot around the stadium. And you got fans walking six blocks, you know, in January to games. Uh, if you guys think of anything, you know, put it on my Twitter account, and I'll see if I can ask the Packers CEO about it this afternoon. Well, you would assume that there is a rather large parking garage and upward-built structure coming in the very near future. Don't you right. figure that? Right. Well, I think that's a revenue stream, right? Right. Now, I mean, not only for Packer game days, but for things that happen in that area at the rest center or activity you have at Titletown. If you got four or five stories, maybe south of the of the stadium, so it doesn't kind of block the view. But just to get the uh, more fans a block away from the stadium, like you do for most other sports venues, would be a good idea. So I'm going to see if I can get some answers on that today. Yep, yep, I would assume so. Good stuff, Mike. As always, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Bill. Talk to you soon. There you go, Mike Clemens, giving us the lowdown. His thoughts as to. Uh, as to the news that David Bakhtiari is still not capable of uh, full participation, and uh, now you really, really, really start to wonder. Now you really start to question what's going on and if he's ever going to be able to return and be a full go. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they have to the end of the month, Four years, no interest financing if you want to go in that direction. Four years, no interest. Think about it, okay? Or, or how about this? How about 250 bucks off a window, per window, 
if you're going to just do it in that particular uh, you know way. Say you only got a couple of windows to to replace rather than the whole house. Go in that direction. Maybe you want the slider windows. Four hundred bucks off per slider window as well. Plenty of different options right now to finance or to get money off at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Give them a call. They can for the free in in home consultation. Free in home consultation. You can check that out. Free. They'll come in, custom measure, then they can custom order, manufacture, assemble, install different hardware, match it up to the interior, the exterior of your home. You're good to go. Check it out. PellaWI.com. That is Pella. P-E-L-L-A. PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Or the easiest way to do it will be just call them. 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Again, 855 855- Pella WI. Either way, both of those financing offers, tremendous, but even better so, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. That is a great investment, and that is a great value. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show on a Monday. You've got Brewers baseball. They are off to a relatively hot unofficial second half of their season. Three straight over the Colorado Rockies. Going for the sweep coming up tonight down at American Family Field. You've got Budweiser taking over the sponsorship of the Fiserv Forum when it comes to beer sales. And then uh, the uh, shareholders meeting taking place today. But really the big news was the announcement that David Bakhtiari going to the pup list as the knee, as we all kind of kind of got that gut feeling is not right. Which is to say disconcerting, I think, would be putting it a little bit mildly. You know what I mean? So welcome into the program and uh, Packers training camp just a couple of days away. The State of the Union address, basically, for Packers fans. Coming up today at Lambeau Field, Mike Clemens on hand. You heard him in the first hour of the program today talk uh, and give his thoughts on all of this i still think now this is this might just be me but i still think that um with that announcement that david bakhtiari and the knee not where they needed to be that there is going to be a veteran at some point that is going to come into this situation via the green bay packers now i think you might have to go out and find somebody you might have to go find yourself a veteran. Uh, if anything, just add depth. Just to, just to add depth on your offensive line. It's not wildly detrimental because Josh Nyman filled in a left tackle last year and did it admirably. Admirably. But um, the with him, uh, David Bakhtiari being down and Elton Jenkins being down, now you really start to have a, a concern for the protection of Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, they they did a, a really tremendous work in the second half of the season after Elton Jenkins went down, but you've lost Billy Turner, you've lost some of your depth, you brought in new guys. You really, if you're Butkus, man, you really got to get these guys schooled up and get them ready to go. And what direction are they going to go? 
What direction are they going to go? Um, in the meantime, you had big controversy coming out of the world of NASCAR. If you saw Chase Elliott ended up winning a race that he never led one lap of yesterday at Pocono. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch of Joe Gibbs Racing, after they peeled the uh, the the wrap, the stickering wrap off of their vehicles, they were found to be illegal in those kit cars. And so both were then disqualified. Both were then disqualified, so controversy over in the world of NASCAR as well. But a good weekend for the Brewers, bad weekend if you're a Packers fan. And now all of the hope and optimism begins to be kind of kind of set its course, if you will, uh, on Wednesday when training camp opens. So there you go. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, the phone number, uh, hit us up on, on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can follow us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can track us down on YouTube. Subscribe for free on YouTube, as a matter of fact. Go to YouTube.com. That's YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, hit us up over there. We would love to have you. We have, uh, I think we have over 2,300 subscribers just on YouTube alone, which continues to grow. It's awesome. So thanks so much. And you can email the program the old-fashioned way, vbillmichaels.com at gmail.com. As a matter of fact, our buddy Steve says, uh, it was a little disheartening to hear that the Green Bay Packers placed uh, on the pup list uh, the guys most concerning Bakhtiari. I'm starting to question if his career is ending. I'm also interested to see why Christian Watson is on the list. He just finalized his contract last week. Did the Packers know he was going to start it on the pup list? What a weekend for the Brewers, though. Great start to the second half. Yesterday's back-and-forth game was fun to watch, frustrating at times. I give Colorado a lot of credit. They always seem to put their bat on the ball and keep it in play. I don't know the number of bloop and infield hits that they had this weekend, but it shows what can happen if you actually just make contact. Let's hope that they can get the sweep tonight, though, though be those being the Brewers. That's from our buddy Stephen Richfield. Steve, I completely agree. Completely agree. Good, good stuff. Uh, by the way, coming up tomorrow on the program, I was just informed that we are going to be talking with the former Super Bowl-winning head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Brian Billick is going to join us tomorrow. Give us kind of a season preview, if you will. So I'm anxious for that. That's good stuff. Um... This one's from Jersey Jeff, who says uh, David Bakhtiari was never going to come back. They rushed him back too soon. He re-injured the knee, and now he is done. His career is over. We all can see this coming. While as Packers fans, we want to hold out hope and we want to say a lot of prayers, we also know that it's time to move on. It was bad to give him the contract the second time. TT never would have done that. We talked about that in the first hour. Joyzy, we talked about that in the first hour. You know, hindsight is easy. It really is. Had the Think about it as a Packers fan. When the Packers gave David Bakhtiari that contract, he was coming off a successful season. He was coming off of um, the second big contract. You get the first one, rookie. Second one, that's your big one. That third contract, that second big contract, if you will, you Ted Thompson has always said that you just with certain players you just don't do that. Offensive linemen, it was always a rule of thumb. They don't get that third big deal. They just don't you don't do it. 
You let them move on. And we've seen it, seen it time and again with other linemen that were really solid, and they let go. I think the only lineman that I've seen, there's probably a couple of them out there, you know, guys like, um, I'm trying to think here. Um, you know, maybe a center or two, but the last time I saw somebody go away and get a big contract and play well for a short period of time was maybe like Mike Wall years ago. But remember, Marco Rivera took the big money. He left and ended up getting hurt, never, you know, really played well again. Josh Sitton, the same thing. You start to go through that list of guys that they let go, and they get that contract to go somewhere else, and it just doesn't doesn't pan out, doesn't work out well. That third mega contract, those... Those are those are kind of risky, man. Those are kind of risky. And now the Packers may be paying for it. Now, this is from uh, Brandon. Brandon says, uh, what is six more weeks going to give Bakhtiari? It's been over a year and eight months, and he still has not recovered. Do they really believe that in six more weeks he's suddenly going to become the David Bakhtiari of old? I think not. Can you just cut him loose? N- no, not unless there's some kind of a medical buyout in all of that, but this is part of the problem when you get into contracts with a lot of guaranteed money in the National Football League. Because what happens is if something like this goes wrong, and you've got, because remember, Bakhtiari, if you cut Bakhtiari this year, unless there's some kind of a medical settlement, he's still owed $35.8 million. That would be the dead cap hit if you cut him loose. This year, it would be uh, he's getting a cap hit of 13.4. 13.4 million. So if Bakhtiari, if you were even thinking about cutting him loose, like next year, let's say you want to cut him loose next year, it would be $23.1 million. Dollars, which would estimate it would actually save you six million off of what you've projected to be your salary, but dead cap money would be twenty three point one million. Like this year, he's only making his cap hit is thirteen point four, but his dead cap hit, if you cut him loose now, would be thirty five point eight. Next year, he's set to make twenty nine million dollars. But if you cut him loose, you would only owe him 23, thus clearing $6 million of pre predetermined cap space. You see what I'm saying? Now, Bakhtiari is going to be a guy that's going to be around for the entire season. They're going to hope to get something out of him. Here's the other thing to question. Okay, here's the, here's the other thing to question. Let's just say you get through this season, Bakhtiari somewhat contributes, but he's not to Bakhtiari standards. Now in the offseason, remember, it's a lot of up-in-the-air stuff because you got Aaron Rodgers determining whether or not he wants to come back and all of that stuff will go on yet again because next year Rodgers' cap hit would be $31 million. The dead cap hit, if you would cut Rodgers, would be ninety nine, which I can't imagine they would do. But... Uh, let's just say Rodgers sticks around. You would assume Rodgers is here this year and Rodgers is here next year, but they want to cut loose David Bakhtiari. I think at some point you do let Rodgers know what's going on, but it's a very, very real possibility that one of his best friends 
may not be here next year. Unless Bakhtiari comes back and plays Bakhtiari-esque to say, hey, I'm worthy of a restructure to kind of extend things out again and push it down the road. I think the very the, the reality is that the guy that he officiated his wedding, David Bakhtiari, one of the best friends of Aaron Rodgers, most, most likely will not be here next year. You have to think about that and what now we're not even into this season, okay? So so let me completely back it up. It's so premature to even talk about next season or the offseason, but it's something now that you start to stare down the barrel of. Think about that. Uh, this one's from Jacob. Jacob says, uh, it's time to cut Bakhtiari loose. Uh, you can't have an offensive tackle having that much say in the salary cap and not being able to produce. And again, you can't just cut them loose. Not unless there'd be some kind of an out clause, some type of settlement or something. But no, he's guaranteed a lot of money. He's going to get that money. That's part of the problem when you guarantee a lot of money. You're stuck for a year. And this is also the reason. Now think about it. This is also the reason that if the Packers need to go out and find themselves another, you know, adept guy when it comes to when it comes to their uh, you know, their offensive line, this is the reason you have what do they what do they try to save? They always try to save like 15 or 20 million under the cap. Cuz if you got to go out and pay somebody to come in, what are you sitting at? Like 15, I think the estimation is like 15.8 million right now the Packers are under the cap. It could be two, three, seven, eight million dollars, depending on what kind of quality you get. And you could still need to go out and find yourself another wideout as well and figure something out there. There you go. Thoughts. Phone lines wide open, 877 867 1670. Meantime, this one's from Chase, who says, uh, Hey, unit. The wide receiver position just got murky. What the hell is Christian Watson doing on the list? Did they know this when they signed him to his contract over the weekend? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they knew that there was something. That you can't, because he still has to come in and take a physical. He still has to be looked at. They had to figure out there was something there. Now, again, the pup list means that you're on it right now. You're not uh, absorbing that roster spot. You can bring in more players and, and allow guys to heal. You, When you get put on the pup list prior to training camp, you've got at any point in time you can come back, but you're not a roster spot. So they can bring in additional guys. You can kind of expand that roster, so to speak. If you've got any kind of an ailment that would not allow you to participate right away, you can go to the pup list. So you can expand your your ability to bring in additional players, if that makes sense. Because Christian Watson was was doing a lot from what we understand this offseason. Yes, Bill, Ben? No official reports out there about what the injury is, but the chatter does point towards it not being serious. Uh, you would assume. <laughs> right. You would assume. Um, this is from, uh, planet Jane who says, so what is your level of panic? Um, you regarding the Bakhtiari thing, planet of Jane or planet Jane. Um, I really, it's, it's no different than it was last year. I believe they'll figure it out. I think they've got tremendous coaching 
up front on the offensive line. So I think they'll figure it out. What I'm thinking, though, is not necessarily the panic for the line and the starters, whoever they determine to be starting. Because you would assume that Yash Nyman is not going to be your left tackle. Your right tackle, I think, is more in question. And your depth begins to become an issue. That's more so where I'm starting to raise an eyebrow. So I think that Josh Nyman will do fine work over at left tackle. John Runyon at the left guard. Josh Myers at your center. Now, do you bounce Royce Newman out to right tackle and then fill in with Sean Ryan or Zach Tom, one of your two uh, draft choices? Or do you add depth with Cole Van Lannan? Or do you try to, say, put Sean Ryan, an actual rookie, at the right tackle position? Or do you go get somebody? Because if you get one more guy, you're, def- you're fine. So my panic meter right now, if you want to call it that, eh. I'm sitting at maybe a two, maybe a three, but I'm not panicking. It's just, it's a big name, and it's considered to be one of the best offensive tackles in football that is not going to be available again. The Packers figured a way around it last year. I'm sure they'll figure a way around it this year. And I guess where my hope lies is that not only does David Bakhtiari come back and be somewhat serviceable, but then you get uh, Elton Jenkins back in a couple of months, and he becomes, again, your right tackle. So just through kind of osmosis, you get better up front in the trenches as the season goes on. That's what I'm hoping for. That's That would be the ultimate level of success regarding the offensive line. But if you believe Elton Jenkins is nowhere near to close, if you believe, yeah, you're looking at, at, at David Bakhtiari going, yeah, this, this is not going to end well, okay, Now your level goes up a little bit of panic because you have to add depth on that offensive line. We'll wait and see what happens there. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. They are the landing spot for the big units poker run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. But, oh, my goodness, they have bikes. They're getting new bikes in. I just saw another truckload of them. Also, the motor clothes department, they're in that shift right now. A lot of the summer stuff going back to that uh, that clearance room, and then the new stuff, the good leathers, the new leathers, the helmets, the shoes, all that kind of stuff, all starting to come in. And here's the thing. This is how great this place is. So last week, uh, because every year for a few years, I've gotten different bikes to ride, and I, I do it through kind of a sponsorship deal. And this is how much I believe in them. So Last week, they said, hey, Bill, it uh, might be time that uh, let's switch you out of the bike that you're on. And I am on a 2020 Road Glide, and I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. I love the color. Uh, I love the ride. I love the way it just handles. It's just not that all bikes aren't the same, but all bikes are also a little bit different. They they have different, different personalities, if you will. I love it. And the fact that, you know, Craig said, hey, if you want to do this, let's work this out. I went in and bought the damn thing. And the process was amazing. I knew in five minutes it was approved. It was done through financing, the whole thing. I ended up adding some stretch bags to my deal, uh, and I put stretch bags on the finance. New Boom, uh, HD Boom audio system on this thing. Uh, It's all going to be done, hopefully, here in the next week for Sturgis. I can't wait. But that's how much I love this place, and that's how much I love the bike. So do what I did. If you're going to go buy and you're looking to buy, you can go shop around. Go to a lot of different places. But then you're going to end up uh, calling my buddy Craig Winger, the general manager over at Wisconsin Harley, who is not only great to deal with, but he becomes your friend along the way. 
And that's what's happened for me years and years ago, and I'm sure it'll happen to you as well. I just sent the, the GM from Cunis, as a matter of fact, Scott Reamer. Uh, I sent, Scott had some issues with his bike at another dealership. I said, call my buddy Craig. Craig got him on the phone. The next day, sent a trailer, picked up his bike, had it not only diagnosed something that another dealership had been missing, diagnosed, but said, I'll make sure it's fixed before Sturgis. That's the kind of service they have. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. Dot com, The best Harley-Davidson dealership, according to myself and others via survey, for years and years and years in the state of Wisconsin. They're great. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.